ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Just Yelta Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Sup, it is good to see you, Mr. Charlie, here in the digital interface that is a computer screen where it may or may not actually be us. It could just be a fake avatar. You know, it's the zeros and ones, ladies and gentlemen. This, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is the show for you, where we try our best to cover the topics uh, that you submit to us. If you haven't um, submitted a topic yet, have no fear. All you got to do is drop it in the chat, either on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch. Uh, or, of course, if you're watching this recorded or listening to this recorded, you could always drop your question on any of our social media platforms. And, oh, by the way, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the Cliff Connor himself, Zelius. You are indeed a host, are you not? I sure hope so at this point. Uh, so let's get into the stories, the news that's most important to everyone. And this one, of course, uh, it's a little too close to home for Zelius, and that's why we're going to bring it up first. And that is, there is information about Overwatch 2 beta being launched in April, but there will not be PvE in that beta. Which is like the whole point of Overwatch 2 is supposed to be the newfound PvE newfangled magic. Yep. The, the this closed beta will will exclusively feature PvP. Well, I mean, at least there's something in the flesh or on your keyboard and mouse, I guess it is happening. It's not just vaporware as we know it. Um, I mean, in a way, Overwatch is it currently as it is, obviously, is a PvP first game. So I'd imagine fundamentally from a development perspective, it's probably easiest to actually do the PvP part first because they already have that part kind of built. Um, it'd be, I'm kind of curious because it's gone through so much change, right? We haven't really heard a whole lot about the PvE portion lately. So is that still what's going to happen in uh, Overwatch 2 when it first launches? Is that still going to be a core part of the Overwatch 2 experience is going to be the PvE element? And furthermore, are, is it still going to be where Overwatch 2 in Overwatch 1 will be able to play together? Because that was part of the original Jeff Kaplan promise was that PV, I mean, uh, Overwatch 2 will basically almost be like an add-on where you get like more cool stuff like the PvE and other things. But on the PvP side, the 1 and 2s will still be able to play together. So uh, for those out there who don't know, of course, one of the big changes for the PvP aspect of Overwatch 2 is the fact that it, it is going down to 5 on 5 um, from 6 on 6. Uh, now, this is a major fundamental change from how everything plays in the OG Overwatch. Right. Now, um, uh, Blizzard has come out and said, we are changing our release strategy by decoupling Overwatch 2's PvP and PvE experiences from one another to get new PvP content into your hands sooner. Decoupling is a very, very scary word for anybody who's looking for multiple gaming modes. Um, yes, decoupling reads to me like we're rethinking this whole thing and how it's going to work. 
it's a it, when we actually have something that will work maybe maybe just maybe we'll we'll recouple uh the pve aspect of overwatch 2 but the they're they're making some changes and i mean at least they're going to give you uh, for certain you a certain number of individuals who's who are going to be participating in this closed beta a look at the new overwatch 2 but what is uh, okay one of the big promises of course pve but what else is going to be in overwatch 2 that's going to make people hopefully potentially come back could uh, maybe kind of revive the the pro league yes i understand the pro league's still there but i mean after after all these owners drop like was like 36 million dollars it looks stale i mean it got stale fast well once they stop basically releasing new competitive maps well once we released were kind of terrible actually um and new characters all together yeah that kind of put a pause on it until overwatch 2 is supposedly coming out in the next 2023 ish um uh, so yeah and furthermore, will those franchises kind of carry over to the Overwatch 2? Um, I mean, is that all transferable? Basically? Oh, I, I would, I would assume that I would assume you would that you that they would push this into the pro leagues. Now, actually, that's a very good question because because of the fact that Overwatch is six on currently six on six, so the team the team build. Uh, the rosters, you're going to be losing a spot. So what does that say to the rosters? I mean, it's it, my, my immediate reaction is it sounds like you have this, um, you have this real fun, like traveling show, but in order to keep it cost effective, they're downsizing it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of Protoman. However, on a, on a plus note, Protoman are coming to Atlanta this Saturday at eight o'clock at the loft, which of course is part of center stage. Uh, so if you're in Atlanta, definitely check it out. Um, you get a savings of 16.6% from your roster cost. Maybe, I don't you know. Uh, speaking of Portman, did you see that their opening band is no longer coming? Yes, they, they have the vid. Yep. And so they're also pausing their um, uh, European tour as well. For a year. So, sad day. But anyways, uh, so, I mean, it'll, it, you would assume that when, that you would want to keep content fresh. And it when Overwatch 2 officially comes out, I'm, I would assume that Overwatch Pro League would then roll over into the Overwatch 2 format well, yeah, I mean, one weird. of the promises was originally you keep your overwatch one stuff basically so like think about like all of your character skins right and all of their emojis not emojis all of their um voice lines and yeah uh, all those things that people spent a pretty good chunk of money on potentially well, it's not like they're changing up all the characters that that i i would assume i mean you know that would make sense that you would be able to carry over the skins and and the the personalized I don't, it makes sense but is that going to happen 
Yeah. I mean, if it's let's be honest, if it was ten years ago with the OG Blizzard, I would say yes. But now we've seen uh, the Activision way of doing things, um, and now you're seeing the decoupling of PVE. I'm much more skeptical of anything that's going to be basically good for the consumer in regards to the decisions going forward on the Overwatch front. So just for those uh, wondering, in this beta, which is happening in late April, uh, of course, be 5v5, there's going to be a new hero, Sojourn. Sojourn. Uh, You have uh, four new maps. You have a... uh, So you have two push maps, a hybrid map, and an escort map. And then you're getting some heroes reworked, and there's a new... Well, there's a new mode called push. So me telling you there's two new push maps, apparently doesn't mean Jack Diddley. It's going to be super exciting. Oh my God. Can't wait. Maybe I can. Actually, I haven't played Overwatch 1, so I don't know. All right. So uh, we we talked about uh, this story last week, and I do want to give an update as of the show. Uh Brandon Sanderson's uh, now Kickstarter uh, record-breaking um, uh, Kickstarter event uh, is at twenty-seven. Is over twenty-seven million, uh, which of course is now the new the the new record, and they still have twenty days to go. Zelius, have you jumped in? I still have twenty days to decide. Have you? No, I have not. Uh, I've, to be honest with you, I've been swamped uh, at work, so I haven't actually had a chance to to look. Gotcha. Um, I mean, if because if I do it, it would be the hundred sixty dollar bundle for the books because I don't do ebooks. Yes. Um, so, like, if they had like a cheaper, like paperback version book, maybe say like in the sixty to eighty dollar range, I would jump right in. Like, oh, pish posh, dude! Come on. Go on the deep uh, end, dude. The paperback. That's Push all I order paper. I don't like hardback books, man. I like Why? Because they're heavier, they're bendy, they're not as flexible, they're not they're, as portable. They, uh, they are more durable. What do you do to your books? Like, do you fight dragons with them? No, I, seriously. I, I let, I, I've let a couple of people like borrow some of my books, and they've returned... Maybe they they bend them too much while they read, but like, like the cover's falling off, it's falling in half. Well, considering the last three books I've lent out, I never got back. I've kind of given up on that. Yeah, I don't really lend out a lot of stuff anymore. Yeah, it's yeah because I, it, they I, I, tur- if it's a video game, they turn around and sell. You go, oh shit, that's right, it was yours, not mine. My bad. Well, can I get the money from it? Oh no, I already spent it. That's kind of douchey. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. So, I honestly, I will probably get it in the end. Not going to lie. Um, I would, yeah, I'll probably get it in the end. I'm leaning towards getting it, but I'm still holding out. Maybe I'm going to wait to be the $30 million that's spent. <laughs> Best of luck to you, sir. I'm mean, just gonna have it refresh and they'll get that at you know nine nine nines. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just ready to buy it at that so I can be the magic person. You know there's someone else out there who's sitting there just like you are and they're gonna try to rain on your parade, right? 
Yeah, well, I'm going to win this parade, and it's going to be all about me. Well, there you go. All right, so. Um, Have you actually read Brandon Sanderson? I think so. I think I've read some of his books. I'm pretty Miss sure. Bourne. That's his biggest one. The what? The Miss Bourne series? Yes, That's yes, it. yes, I have. Okay. Yeah, I've read that one, and I've read. Dang it, now you're going to make me look it up. I've read a couple of his. I'm pretty sure I've read a couple of his. Now you're making me second-guess myself. Thanks a lot, Taylor. I try to make people third-guess themselves. Bastard. Let's see what I got here. Um, the other big ones are The Way of the, way of the King, Something of the Kings, and then um, the Laws of Alamancy are other two big series of his. Let's see here. God, this freaking uh, Wikipedia page is just all over the place. Wait, what's this one? Because I'm pretty sure the Way of the Kings is a big series of his, and then the Laws of Al Nancy. So those okay, are probably. I've, the... I've definitely done Ways of the King, um, okay. but I feel like I've read other books by him, but I can't remember what they are now off the top of my head. It's very possible. So, wait. Steelheart? Oh, yeah, I read that one, too. The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The one about the superheroes. Hmm, superheroes. Yeah, The Reckoners. That's a good series, too. But I digress. All right, so the, the, um, unfortunately... There's still crazy people ruling the world, and so bad shits continue to happen. And now Sony has also thrown their weight into the arena, and uh, Sony has officially halted uh, sales of PlayStation products, including PlayStation 5s and Gran Turismo 7 in Russia following the continuing war in Ukraine. So they have joined the likes of companies such as Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, and EA. Uh, they have made a, a company-wide statement that said Sony Interactive Entertainment joins the global community in calling for peace in Ukraine. We have suspended all software and hardware shipments, the launch of Gran Turismo 7, and operations of the PlayStation Store in Russia. Uh, they will also be donating $2 million to United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees and Save the Children to support the victims of this tragedy. Um, they're actually putting some money where their kind of supposed mouth is. Yes. Uh, also, cool side note, uh, for those who don't know, uh, because of all the people who are f fleeing from Ukraine, a bunch of... Um, uh, Polish cities that are along the the train line have come together and have been leaving baby strollers mm. uh, so that when it, the Ukrainians are when they're they're fleeing they have something to carry their babies in which is pretty damn cool. I've seen a lot of the bands that I listen to because they're European. Mm -hmm. um, they've been doing promotional sales these couple of weeks where all proceeds go to some kind of Ukrainian um, fundraiser. Yeah. Um, but it's probably because those have very large, as are European, Ukrainian uh, fan bases, or they've probably played in Ukraine at some point also. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I'm 
that's really freaking awesome. Um, I don't know what it's going to take for, you know, for the violence to stop, but you know, it's nice to see more and more, you know, global companies going, um, we're, we're going to stop allowing you to benefit from our products. Although once again, I feel like Russia, especially their leader is kind of like that, that nutty, like, I'm sorry, but this is stereotypically correct. That nutty, like deep South uncle who's convinced that the, um, that the government's out to get him. So he's buried all his money in Mason jars in his backyard. So, I mean, I mean, mostly sanctions, they're really affecting the citizens. Of right. Russia. Like, but unfortunately, like you and me. Putin doesn't listen to anybody. So, I mean, nope. you, 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 you know, you going after the, I understand like, you know, uh, Zelius and I stayed, I think it was like two episodes ago, um, <laughs> you know, uh, FIFA and, uh, the Olympic committee going down saying basically there's not going to be any Russian or Belarusian. Uh, international teams or um, uh, participants until this shit gets resolved, which of course those two organizations, are the most corrupt organizations in the world. Um, they're calling you out. You know, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sam, you're absolutely right. Putin wants the, the USSR back. Um, well, uh, now that we're now banning the oil uh, from Russia and the U S at least. And our state has decided, believe, just signed a bill to uh, um, drop the the gas tax for. I did a bit. see that, yeah. So, huzzah! <laughs> okay, so uh, changing gears to another Sony product or a game that's been exclusively on Sony platforms. Uh, that, of course, is being God of War. There has been a big announcement saying that Amazon Prime is in the process of working with Sony Picture Television and PlayStation Productions uh, to create a TV series based off of the God of War series. Or mm. one of the, I mean, technically it could, it's the entire series, but I'm sure that they're probably honing in on a specific number, but I don't know which one it is. Now, Zelius had some issues with that, seeing as that they're going for a live action adaptation. I just kind of feel like some forms of entertainment might be better left not necessarily being of live action. And I think that recently some of the really good um, animes we've seen, like from Dota, we've seen the ones from... Um, dragon dogma we've seen the one from league of legends were really good they didn't need to be live action they did a phenomenal job to me something like god of war could have some wicked kick-ass anime um and i just don't see the need for it to be live action um and it's a large case can be predicated on who the frick is kratos um what i said true because that that could make or break the product Oh, well, I mean, it's obviously there's other characters who go into it, but like he's the main guy. Yeah. If you don't have somebody who's basically like an over juiced beefcake, it's not going to be believable. Um, I don't know who that is. Um, 
Batista would be believable. Rock would be believable. They're sure as hell getting the Rock for this. Um, he's doing I, I, I don't think I don't think they would get Batista either. I think Batista is not big enough in Hollywood. And think about it, big Hollywood people are doing TV shows. Yes, it's not like it used to be, um, where it's like, oh, I don't do TV shows because I do Hollywood. I mean, you see a lot of people who are actually good actors or making money in Hollywood get paid big chunks of money to do TV series. Um, so I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I, so that's the big question. Who are they going to get who can do him and be believe, both A, be able to act and B, be believable um, as the God of War. Okay, so... Seth Grizzle said, not a movie buff, but which animated movies aren't rated G? My my friend, there are a shit ton of um of not G-rated animated films. Uh I own a quite a few. Well, the thing is, I own a lot of like foreign other than Felix the Cat. Um let's see, Spirited Away, uh Princess Mononoke, um, Blue Skies, um, for those who probably aren't that into anime, there was that uh, one with uh, was it Brad Pitt? Uh, cool World. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's be honest. Uh, who Framed Roger Rabbit would probably be PG thirteen in this day and age. Um, though that is a mix of both those two. The last two I did was a mix of uh, live action and animated. But there, the here, here's the thing. Thankfully, uh, because I think I think partially or or the majority of it being because of foreign influence, people are maybe now starting to see that animation isn't always just for kids. I mean, shit. Like, how how long has South Park been on? I mean, yes, technically it's it it started off as stop animation with like paper cutouts or whatever. Um, but that's not animated or the Simpsons that that's definitely not G rated, but that's a TV show. We were talking movies. I mean, the Simpsons movie, boom, there you go. Um, and I don't know. Zelius. What was the question? Oh my Lord. As he, Sam asked which animated films aren't okay, rated I didn't G. Know if that was still the question or if I was supposed to go off what you're saying. Uh, no, I was just naming a bunch of animated films that were not G-rated. I mean, all, the, all the ones I mentioned on Netflix, those are not rated G at all. Right. I, I, I think that... I don't know. It's like anything Netflix has been doing is not rated G. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... it's The, the vast majority of the stuff that uh, Netflix has been putting out is not only is it not kid-friendly, but... Uh, there is a ton of animated stuff coming out as well. Um, although, uh, the new He-Man, um, uh, show already released the second season, which I still have four episodes to catch up in the first season because my son's decided to watch it without me. Mm. <sighs> I could see some of the actors from Spartacus. I don't know if you ever watched Spartacus, the TV show. Didn't one of them die? Didn't the main guy yes, die? The main guy died, yes. Um, but there were some good actors who were big and buff. Um, like Manu Bennett was one of them who 
I don't know if they'd be too old for it now, to be honest, because I mean, we're talking a number of years ago. Right. Um, so they might be a little bit past their prime now, but there were a couple of guys on there who at the time probably could have played the role, but that might've been passed. So, um, uh, Gerald Butler in his days of Spartacus or not Spartacus, um, from, uh, no, wait, I had a total brain fart. Yeah. From 300. Oh, uh, I don't remember what he was. Not Spartacus. That's what I just mentioned. Uh, yeah. you know, King Leonidas. There you go. He's way too old for credit. No, not now, no. Uh, but, uh, just, just, just so for those out there who want to know, um, the the creators and executive producers behind the expanse as well as the wheel of time executive producer and showrunner are said to be involved in this project so it's not like you know they're not getting that's the other thing is they're getting big name successful um you know showrunners and producers to be part of these uh ambitious projects yeah no it's definitely a show that i'll definitely keep my eyes on um because something a show like that is something i'd probably really enjoy um are you saying that you might actually watch it and instead of waiting for the entire thing to come out before watching it well honestly it's i know you joke but if it's on netflix or amazon then yes like my goal is basically have those two so if something does come out in like a first season it's there i'm probably going to give into temptation and watch it but if it's like on Hulu or Disney Plus, I'm waiting like a decade to get those. Yes, yes, of course. Which I know it's crazy play it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you're wondering, I am poking fun at Zelius because Zelius is notorious for not wanting to buy into a series until it's either completed or he knows it's going to end, and so he can play the catch-up game. He doesn't want to have to watch one episode and then wait the week or whatever. He's oh, he's no. got to binge it, man. You got to like yeah. He, he has to binge it. Brains. He but the thing is, it's not like if if the show's supposed to be like six seasons and there's only two seasons available, that's still not enough binging for Zelius. He's got to wait till at least four or five, and then he'll go in. Very much. I still not seen Firefly because of that. Okay, if you have not watched Firefly, this is game over, sir. Just saying. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. What's wrong with you? It's never coming back. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I mean, I guess I could watch the movie in tandem, and that would count. Uh, You. Ironically, I'm pretty sure I've seen Serenity. I I don't even know what to say now, Zelius. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm out of words at this point. I do have that effect on people. Hmm. Now, of course, as they are just, you know, and the, the started stages of God of War, the TV show, I would not expect anything until late 2023 or probably 2024 oh, before you yeah. see anything. No, I, I would not expect anything anytime soon, for sure. Now, speaking of TV shows, of course, the other announcement uh, was that another PlayStation product, this one, Twisted Metal, that crazy, like, uh, very violent car, like, kind of uh, destruction derby type of game. It's going to be made into a comedy show for the Peacock Network. 
and uh, Sweet Tooth will be played by Anthony Mackie. And I have so many oh. questions. Um, uh, first of all, uh, they're saying that it is going to be a live action comedy from my understanding. Uh, it will be 30 minute episodes and it will be, I think one of the showrunners I think is actually, um, oh shoot. I thought I saw what's, oh crap. Now I can't remember the dude's name. Now your brain has stopped working again. Yeah, now it's complete. The 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 guy, uh, Will Arnett, apparently oh, yeah. has been an, is a name that's attached to it in like a produ like a producer role. Mm. Though I would be surprised if Will Arnett tries to weasel his way on there. He did do that Netflix um, Murderville series, which I'd be very interested to see if there's going to be a second season. It was, it was. Majority of the episodes are funny. By the way, Murderville is basically Will Arnett and the cast have a script, and then they have a guest detective who has to ad lib the entire thing and try to solve the basically do a who done it at the end of the episode. So they had like Marshawn so Lynch and Conan O'Brien and uh, Ken Jong and all that, all those guys. So I guess I'm curious. Like, is every episode going to basically be like? a battle of like to the death, like in an almost like death race. So here's the funny thing. Episode. There's, if you, I think it's crystal metal too. There's actually a story that's actually in twist and metal, um, uh, uh, surrounding specific characters. So there is some sort of like, kind of like post-apocalyptic. This is why we do shit and well, blow people up type of story. But it's yes, not going to be just everybody race. get in their 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 truck and try to shoot missiles at each other. I, I, if we don't see every single episode of people getting in their cars and launching missiles at each other, then it's false advertising. Uh, no. Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, uh, I but um, we'll have to ask someone who has the who subscribes to the Peacock Network. Yes, another network subscription service that I just don't even know exists. Yeah, that's... I mean, technically, this is exactly what we wanted, okay? You have all these different networks yeah. doing their exclusive stuff. We've always, as 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 consumers, we've always wanted to have a la carte, okay? Which, of course, means pick as you go. Like, basically, choo choose what you want to watch. The unfortunate thing is, we also just wanted all... like. Let me just have one one service. Just give me Hulu or give me YouTube TV or give me whatever else is out there. Sling TV? Is that still a thing? Yes. Well, my only thing is like I'm actually okay with how the streaming services are going. Yeah. With the exception of sports. That's the only one where like is that like you're gonna do like the YouTube's YouTube TV or like yep. Actually, I'm gonna exclude YouTube TV first, Kevin. Okay, second, because you can do like the Netflixes, the Disney Pluses, the Peacocks, mm -hmm. all those in like the ten to twenty dollars range. Mm -hmm. It's really getting to the live stuff, sports basically for like YouTube TV, where it starts getting like big price premium increase. Um, you could thank Disney for that. Yeah, no, I know it's for economic reasons, so I know it's not going away. 
I totally understand why it is the way it is. I just wish it wasn't that way where I could like just get the sports as like its own 10 to $20 bundle and just do that. And I'd be happy. How about this? Can I actually watch my local sports? I haven't been able to watch a Hawks game on TV in like four years, unless well, it's on TNT because of the regional Fox sports network, uh, basically pissing contests they've had with everybody, but like, uh, direct TV and Comcast. Uh, they won't, they, they, they basically are making every other service. Like basically, you know, they're giving them the, the, the double bird salute going, no, you should just go back and get old school cable. Sure. No, fuck. No, trust me. Football season's over. So I actually need to cancel YouTube TV. I don't watch football. I mean, I do watch football, but I also watch a shit ton of college basketball, which is why I have the ESPN plus bundle, which actually I've, well, I I did the ESPN plus with the, uh, Hulu with the Disney bundle. Oh, nice. Yes. That will get you a lot of games, sir. You would think unless Fox sports decides to take, uh, Fox sports or Raycom sports or wherever the fuck the other channel is for like the, like the, the Georgia tech football games and basketball games. Um, that's also, but I think that's also regional Fox sports as well. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. All right. Anyways, moving on because I'm just going to get pissed. Um, but seriously, I, I mean, I, I don't have any problem with, you know, all these different, um, subscription services, though it is nice that you can have a subscription service one month and then drop it the next. You're not locked into a two-year contract like the cable companies want you to be. Well, like, I honestly don't miss the... When your subscription is up, you don't also have to, like, call, I'm canceling your service just to play the game of, like, oh, well, we'll give you this bundle instead. And for this, like, a lot of those gamesmanship things are, like, kind of a way of the past. I know you could still kind of do it with the internet service. Yep. Um, but by and large, that was the big thing was that cable bundle with your internet was like this game you would have to play. Um, and sometimes you had to like get your phone service that you didn't actually use just to get the best bundle possible. Yep. No, no, no idea. Yeah. And it's usually you get it. The bundle would usually, when you had to like, you know, work your magic and work the person over, you'd get like, uh, like two months free of HBO yep. or stars or something. I remember like every six months I would have to call Comcast or whoever it was at the time and be like, yes, I'm canceling. Yes. Transferring to your retention hold specialist. Yep. Yep. Now um, caps to work around. Okay, so uh, I was just looking up something here while while we were chit chatting, and it and there was a there was an on. I'm, I know I'm totally changing gears, but that's Change what I do. Change the gear, man. We're going into high gear. Uh, there, there was this huge dispute dispute over a um a certain uh, Twitch streamer, big name Twitch streamer, who got like perma ban, and then there was like a lawsuit, and he lost a bunch of 
sponsors. Of course, I'm talking about Dr. Disrespect. Oh, yeah. He has just come out and said that both parties have decided to just drop the suit. There is no resolution whatsoever. It's just uh, they're both moving on from the legal dispute, which banned him back in 2020. Hmm. Now, in, in a very interesting move, um, uh, he... <laughs> He did uh, say that, um, what was it? Uh, he would, One of his New Year's resolutions was getting unbanned on Twitch in 2020, 2022. That was his plan? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I'm not, I just, that's so interesting. Um, so you try to get banned, and then when you get banned, you get pissed off. And of course, like at the bottom of the story that I just pulled up, it said, Dr. Disrespect beats Elden Ring boss without taking a single hit. And here I am going, I'm throwing in the towel, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm moving on from Elden Ring because I'm sorry. I don't know anybody who wants to watch me play after playing 18 hours. Yes. Can I one-shot... Um, Backstab kills basically the vast majority of the the uh, the soldiers and wildlife in the beginning of the game. Yes, does that is that any progress in the game? Fuck no, it's not. I went up against the boss, got spanked. Took two hours to try to build up enough stuff to try again, got spanked. I, I'm sorry, but uh, this is. In my honest opinion, this the amount of grind I've put in is worse than any MMO I've ever done. Damn. Because, first of all, MMOs are a little bit more forgiving than Elden Ring, which is you, you fuck up a single block and you're dead in Elden Ring. Nine, nine, no. tens, nine out of ten times. Uh, whereas in um, World of Warcraft or uh, whatever MMO you're playing... Chances are you're going to get your ass whooped and take a lot of damage, but there's a chance you might see, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel and it's, it's not like, being resurrected back at the last save spot. It's almost like an MMO. It's like after you put in like dozens or hundreds of hours, you get to like the in game savage ultra XXL raid tier where you're to get one shotted, but that's like, at the end of the game where you've had like all these hours of practice and building up or is a game like Elden Ring that's like level one you will die well I mean I, like 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 I said I understand there's first of all there it's my okay so I've got quite quite a few or just a couple issues with Elden Ring and, and but it's like look it is a souls game okay you you're gonna take your lumps I'm gonna be totally honest with you uh it's me who fucks up and unfortunately, I, in my honest opinion, the penalty is way too fucking high when I fit my, when I mess up. Look, in in this time that I that I was playing Elden Ring, I also played a game called Metroid Dread. I played through the entire game. I've I died more than fifty times. Okay, easily more than fifty times, which is basically about the time the amount of deaths I've had in Elden Rings. However. I actually played through the entire fucking game. Okay? I went up against bosses 
and got my ass whooped and was able to jump right back in and try again. In Elden Rings, you have to basically rebuild your inventory in order to try again. So I had to kill all the wildlife again so I could get all their tiny bones so I could make the bone darts. And then I'd have to sell all of the random shit that I was that I've been picking up along the way so that I could get enough currency to buy the um, the throwing knives so that I'd have some ranged attack when the the first big bus, I think it's Magret or whatever, decides to just wail on me. And yes, I'm not dumb. I chose the the um, the PvP help where a character can leave their little mark there and you can have their character join in on the fun. And yes, I used the spirit bell with, so I had like ghost allies. So it, was, it really was me, four ghost wolves and uh, a sorcerer. So that's six individuals against the boss and wiped. Uh, I think I've wiped six times with against that boss. And it's just, at some point, I'd rather play a game where, yeah, it it's going to be difficult, and I'm going to have to try again and again and again, <laughs> Metroid Dread, but I feel like I've accomplished something. Well, that's kind of like Bloodborne. Like, I liked it, but at the same time, that also really frustrated me, where kind of to your point, you would, like, clear a bunch of mobs, get too or close to the boss, you die, and you go back in time like a half hour. And it just became these defeating the same, you know, initial group of mobs over and over, just get to the next part to basically learn the next phase in the trial, die again, and then keep on getting back to the same points. And I feel like, you know, some people are really good at these type of games. Like they just have that, you know, they're on Adderall and they got Twitch skills and whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But like for me, that's just frustrating and tedious to basically build up to that same point every single time. Like, even if you're going to do that, I sometimes wish there was almost like a practice mode where like, it doesn't count towards anything. Like I don't get loot or anything, but I just like practice dodging this boss a couple of times just so I know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So that whole, that exact process you're talking about infuriates me. Um, well, I, I think like it, but that's great. There's different video games for different type of gamers. Um, obviously, the Souls genre has a huge following. And I think to your point, what's huge though is what they do, they do it well in regards to it's your own fault that you died. Um, you know why you did, and people get really good at that and they learn from it if they want to, or they spend the time on it. Um, but I know, like for me, those games are not the games I'm unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, looking for. Um, I'm more into kind of like you said, like the MMOs like Final Fantasy 14, or I've been playing um, Lost Ark where I'm a crazy badass sorceress who has giant explosions and kills 20 enemies at once without even thinking about it. That's kind of how I like to roll. I do also want to point out that during my struggles with Elden Rings, because I've had to take breaks because I've just been getting frustrated, I have, I have successfully beaten uh, Pokemon Legends, Arceus. Uh, uh, I've also 
beaten uh, Metroid Dread. I've also beaten a game called Backbone. I just beat a game called um, uh, damn it, the the Coma Remix. Uh, no, not Remix. The Recut, which is a fucked up game. Uh, and I've almost beaten um, Detroit Becoming Human, which of course is the the game by Quantic Dream. Have I have I fucked up or messed up in those games? Have I died a lot? And well, okay, so uh, Detroit Becoming Human. If if one of your characters dies, the story continues. So <laughs> that one's you can take that one off the table. With the rest of them, oh my god, I've died a lot of times. But yeah. I've been able. I think I think for me, it's that. Uh, in the vast majority of the games that I've been playing recently, with the exception of Elden Ring, if I mess up, and it could be, you know, I, I missed a counter or I missed a block or something, I could jump right back in, okay? My, my, the, the, the muscle memory is still there. Whereas in Elden Ring, I have, I have to spend two hours doing, you know, shit that I can basically one hit kill everything to get back to a boss that I basically have to like 47 hit to kill and not mess up. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah. That's yes. Yep. I, I'm totally on board with you. It's like, and I think to your point, like in Bloodborne, if those save points have been closer to the boss, then I would have probably been like, okay, I don't mind it as much. But it, you're right. When it's so, when it can be so far away, sometimes that's the part I'm just like, oh, I don't feel like going through that whole slog of enemies or grinding, whatever it is, just to get back to that point again. I will tell you though, the 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 vast majority of the games that I have think I've just completed or or are about to complete, I have gained a new love and respect for the save point because holy crap. Having to, because in those games, you know, having to go back just like five, 10 minutes is brutal. Yeah. Um, you know, cause you, you could have had for like in Metroid, you may have had to basically zigzag your way across three different areas to get to where you needed to go to get your next power up. Well, I think I also get a little spoiled by like RPGs, like for instance, like Mass Effect, mm -hmm. where you can save like every 18 seconds. And like, oh, I'm doing a boss fight. Either A, it'll auto save for you as you enter the fight, or B, you can kind of tell, like, oh, I'm out of fight. I'm going to save so I can just respawn there. Yep. Okay, cool. Ooh, speaking of RPGs, I picked, I went back and picked up, uh, oh, I don't have my my switch on me, but there is a game that is like, it's exactly Diablo, but if it was like origami and set paths, uh, I think it's called like death mark or something. I could be wrong, but it's on the switch. It's but not, it, um, I can't remember what it is. There's one I played on the switch. It's like paper RPG or something. I it, it, you, you know, you played it. I played it, but I, I, I repicked it up and I'm, I'm having, it's the I needed, same game. It's, yeah. the, it's that game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I needed I needed an outlet the other night. I was just like, you know, what? I'm just gonna reinstall this to see what happens. And I'm like, ah, this is good. No, that's it's it's a good yes. I liked it. 
What is that? I can't ever correct. It's on my Switch. I'll have to look. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to look as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's pause for a second to do uh, Friends of the Show. These, of course, are these amazing individuals who help Alter Confusion keep the lights on, literally, and help us uh, to continue to do conventions and whatnot. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let us start off with the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to one to hopefully one day enter the game industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. And of course, the next big fan and supporter of the show has to be Noodleboy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Whack Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. And then friend of the show, an amazing individual. Ladies and gentlemen, let me, if you are ever in need of a chiropractor, this is your man. This of course is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone has a hero. Everyone can be a hero and has a Incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible and most importantly suited to your individual needs. If you want more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Now, of course, the last friend of the show that we got to talk about is the amazing individual who has given us the new intro and outro uh, that of course would be Crosspad creative need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and con content strategy or maybe you need music or audio for your content Crosspad creative offers a whole whole yeah, a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, as you all know, there is something that Zelius and I are excited about every single year because this would be the 11th straight year. And that is that Alter Confusion will once again be participating in and fundraising for Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their, cho their chosen Children Miracle Network Hospital. The money we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to 
ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Altered Confusion. Uh, Zelius, real quick, are you donning a fedora or a Stetson? The world has to know. It's a Stetson. It's a Stetson, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, just in it's case. Justin from a some I remember where, but it's a used uh, store down at Little Five Points. Aha, there you go, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, you may have noted you may have noticed that there were friends of the show, and you too be- can become a friend of the show because Alt Confusion survives on love and support of fans like you, and that is why we have a patron page. Patreon lets you fans, supporters, lovers, haters friends, socially awkward individuals, demons, extraterrestrial beings, interdimensional beings, demigods, gods, and a whole lot more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and stability we need to build an even stronger brand. Currently at for Alter Confusion, there are two different subscription tiers. There's a $1 tier, which is $1 a month or $12 a year, which allows you early access to all of our playthroughs and uh, patron-only posts and polls to help shape the future of Alter Confusion. If you want to take it a step up for the $5 a month or $60 a year tier, not only do you get everything at the $1 tier, but you also gain your name organization in every single Thursday night hangout in the Friends of the Show section. So, if you want to help out Alter Confusion, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash Confusion and be a patron today. Yeah. Now, perhaps... You are not one of those individuals who want to subscribe to us, but you want to give something to Alter Confusion physically to show off on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in luck. You can always mail something to Alter Confusion for us to highlight on our show by mailing it to 1551 Dunwoody Village. That's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y. Village Parkway, this is super duper 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 important, number 88276. This is the P.O. Box number. If you do not put that number, it does not get there. And even sometimes when it is there, the the post office decides to be a bunch of dicks and doesn't recognize it. But anyways, number 88276. The city, once again, is Dunway. That's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Georgia, 30338. And I added the last bit because I personally sent something to my P.O. Box number, which had my P.O. Box number on it, and it got sent back because it said, could not ma- could not deliver to address. Well, dipshit, it was at the actual post office where my P.O. Box was located, and I quadruple-checked when I mailed it to myself through a purchasing um, website, to make sure that that number 88276 was there. And I know for a fact it was. And guess what? When it got sent back, it was re-released into the wild. And it was one of those exclusive items that went. And so I didn't get it. So what? thanks a lot, United States Postal Service. What? Yes. That's not cool, man. No, it's not cool. It's not cool at all. 
I'm sad for you. I'm sad for myself. What can I say? So what happens now? What do you mean? I got a reimbursement on that purchase. Okay. That's what I meant. I didn't know if like you decided to like go chase it down, hire like a private investigator. Oh no. I, I reached out to the person like, Oh my gosh, we are so sorry, but we've already promised that product to another once it re returned back to us. Like you son of a bitch. Oh, well that sucks. Yes. There, I, I, every single, every single additional layer that the United States postal service tries to dick me over with moves me so much closer to moving my PO box to like a UPS store. Because I'm getting oh, really sick of it. House and send you surprise skunks. Huh? Huh? What did you say? Surprise skunks? To your real house, yes. No, no, I don't. You sure? There, there was an incident. For your kids to play with. There was an incident uh, revolving around when uh, Alter Confusion was attached to my real address, so we don't use my real address anymore. No, that, I mean, on the internet, that actually makes sense. I totally get it. Um, so, yeah. Anywho. So, um, as I alluded to earlier in the show, or I've, I've alluded to several times, I've been playing a shit ton of games, and I've been beating them, and I've been trying to write reviews for them. So be on the lookout for a shit ton of reviews coming out. Uh, What's your favorite of the batch? Ooh. See, now that's complicated. I would say, okay, so like I said, I played. Um, what is 742 Evergreen Trace Dunwoody, Georgia? Terrace. Is that your address, Zelius? I don't know who that is. Zelius will look it up. Anyway, so I, like, I've played the, the, the Pokemon game was actually really entertaining um the game backbone was oh i never actually fuck i forgot to actually post the review it's on it's up but i haven't actually published it i think it would have been better as a show uh, it just it fell flat oh i'm sorry you 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 threw out dunwoody george and it threw me off Thanks a lot, Sam. Don't! I'm going to lie. I haven't actually watched The Simpsons. Since they were part of the Tracy Ullman show? I haven't. I just haven't watched Simpsons in forever. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. No, I, 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 I yeah. Uh, well, I, I'll catch it once in a while. I mean, I, it's, I'm not, I'm not a diehard fan. To be honest with you, I don't think there's a show out there that I have with with that type of like uh stay power that sim the simpsons have that have really watched from start to end it, let's see like the closest i could think of is I, i've watched every single episode of lost i've watched every single episode of star trek next generation yep nope uh i've watched every episode of buffy the vampire slayer and angel i i, I that that for me was I just kind of spot checked that one. Those two. I never watched. I've never watched an episode of Dollhouse. I've watched all of House MD. Ooh. Oh, I know. I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy. I m may have watched a couple episodes of Grey's Anatomy. 
I've watched almost every single episode of House, except for like the last couple seasons. Grace is one of the well, House definitely went downhill. Um, but Grace is one of the show where like when the season comes out on Netflix, I still binge the hell out of it. It, it it's so trash and terrible, but it has a special place in my heart. Zelius loves the 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 mindless trash show just to break up the monotony of oh, his day. Buffy or uh, not Buffy, um Angel? Vampire Diaries and oh. uh uh, what's the spinoff of Vampire Diaries? Um, uh, the originals. Yeah. Why do I know that? I've never even watched either of those shows. <laughs> and I've watched <laughs> Why the hell do I know Diaries. that? Uh, probably the worst one was... Uh, I can't remember what it's called now because it's not Netflix. It's like about four young teenagers and like one of their friends gets killed by Q. And so... Pretty Little Liars. Why do I know this yeah, shit? Pretty Little Liars. What yeah. the fuck is going on? I've never watched uh, that either. But it became like, I can at least tolerate the vampire ones because like each season was like at least a different big bad bad that changed. So it was like, it varied up some versus Pretty Little Liars. You knew you had this killer. It like end up like every season from like two on was like, we're going to tell you who the killer is. And it's giant tease every single season. Um, that's what gets to me. I can't take that. It's kind of like what, um, um, oh, the mashup of all the Disney, sh- Disney, um, fairy tales. Um, the matchup of that all had the-, the actress from House, ironically. Um, oh, 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 uh, what's upon a time? What, yeah, once upon a time. Same thing. Like they kept on teasing, like um, Mr. Gold's redemption, and then like he get dicked over again by something. I'm like, nope, I'm done. Like at some point, you have to have some kind of. To me, like when you have like those tragic characters, when they're obviously trying to redeem them, at some point you have to have some kind of cathartic release for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in House, I mean, like every once in a while, something good would happen. I know it's few and far between. It's usually his own fault. He screwed it up. Can, can I can I give a huge spoiler about House? Yeah, at this point, yes. It's never lupus. <laughs> Except for the one time it was. <laughs> Which everyone's going, oh my God. Uh, so at least like there's those moments of House where it happened. Um, and once upon a time, it just... It almost would get there, and then like some stupid outside force, or they'd reset the world again. Um, I'm just like, nope, I'm done with you. Do you think you watch the Halo TV show? In all in all honesty, do you anybody interested in the 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 Paramount TV streaming service for Halo? So again, for me, so that's the pros and cons of streaming services. It's like I have Netflix and Amazon Prime. And I'm not going to go out of my way. The closest I'd go out of my way to subscribe to is honestly Disney Plus. But outside of that, I'm not kind of going out of my way to subscribe to something. Where, say, 10, 15 years ago, when everything was like on cable and we all had our DVRs, mm-hmm. in that case, probably yes. When the Halo was coming out, I would have set my DVR to record that to check it out because I knew I could like set my thing to record it but now because it's on a different streaming service i don't have i'm just like 
meh, I'll maybe check it out in a couple of years. And maybe that's a pro and con because like when it was back in the day with a DVR, for instance, we didn't know necessarily that we'd be able to just kind of bench it 10 years from now, right? We didn't kind of know that one day we would have the streaming service where you could just kind of go and watch it at your leisure. Whereas now I know something like Halo or hell, Disney Plus stuff, I know that at any moment, like come spring break, you know what? Maybe I could call up Disney Plus and just spend seven days killing my brain cells and watching nothing but Disney Plus. Yeah, no, no, I yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I mean it see here here's the thing. Um it's a lot cheaper than buying the Blu-ray set for the, the season. Uh, and the other thing is that, um, you know, most streaming, most, I'm, I'm going to put it in parentheses here, most streaming services, uh, that are still, you know, mainly from, you know, the, the big, bad cable companies, um, they, they understand, uh, how to allow for subscriptions to let people binge an entire season of say uh resident alien on sci-fi which is funny as hell uh by the way um or for in for disney plus yep. um to do like the mandalorian or the book of uh boba fett or um any of the other shows that they've got on there i mean you know yeah i mean yeah and think about it it's like the price of a month of any of the subscription services would basically then the cost of like one season of a television series on DVD format. Yep. Um, so from that cost perspective, I mean, think about, you know, back in the day, you know, when we were, we were kind of in that generation where you would go to a friend's house and it was not uncommon to see like the entire season of DVDs of like friends was one. Seinfeld was one, um, depending on the gender stereotyping here, but Gilmore girls was very popular among the girls. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Um, among my brothers, cause he was older would have been 90210 was huge. The OC. The, the OC was right around our generation. That was kind of, no, my sisters owned the entire, I remember I was a freshman. I think I was a freshman in college when that came out. If I remember right. I don't know. And that, oh, Okay, that was binge worthy, man. That first season of the OC was like the most properly distilled, angsty teenager mashup of like Dawson's Creek, 90210, like all that crap thrown into one glorious season of just teenage bah, thrown all together. Sorry, um, I was I was already binge watching uh, Trigun, uh, Cowboy <laughs> Bebop, um, Outlaw Star, uh, Record of Lost Wars, both of them. Um, you know, I I had already moved on to my my heavy anime days. Yes, this is this is a fair statement. Yes, you did. Uh, and I still have all of my anime DVDs. Thank you very much. Now, back in that day, for like something like say the OC. In order to watch it, there may or may not have been really only one proper recourse to have men watch those um, back in that era of 
the internet. My sister, my sister made a point, especially during the OC time, to to purchase and own a TiVo. Oh, oh yeah, that is not what I was referring to, but yes, the TiVo is actually very. So for those who actually don't know what a TiVo is, it's basically a TiVo was a very fancy DVR before they became kind of mainstream. It was kind of the almost bridged the gap between. You had to sit at your TV at seven o'clock to watch Law and Order because that's what it came on exactly, really between what we have now with the um, video streaming services. It kind of really got that gap. It was. I had I had a streaming card in my uh, my desktop that I would set up to just um, record shows and put them on my my TV now. I got one. I don't know if I really ever got it working though. I remember I got one with that I with that in mind. It was a pinnacle, just just case you know, just to show you how old I was or how old I am. But uh, ironically, I never really used it to record TV shows. I only recorded. Uh, I only used it to record something every. I think it was Friday night or Thursday night. I'm trying to remember now. I think it was Friday night. Uh, and that was a radio show that was put on a TV, uh, on a campus-wide TV channel uh, for WINR Radio in Rock Hill, South Carolina, because uh, it was my radio show, and that was the only way to record it was to capture on my um, on my PC. And then when I got off of from doing the radio show, I'd come back, I'd rip the video, and I you know I'd split the audio and video, and just save the audio, and then burn it to uh, CDs and my sister, uh, my little sister the other day gave me like a stack of oh the, the CDs of the show. You should release those all on iTunes. <laughs> the Hawk and Germ <laughs> show. Uh, dude, do you know how many freaking, um, uh, music things that have to sign nowadays? Yeah. never mind. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, it's, it, for for better or for worse, it really that that entire year or or whatever of of doing that that live show, I think we pr- probably played like forty or fifty different songs. We just kept playing the same things and doing have like random talks. Hmm. During, I mean, yeah, because it was it, it was a college radio show. Yeah. Oh, totally off topic because that's what we do. Uh, but uh, you know, like I said, I was playing like that Diablo origami looking game. Uh, for the Switch, but another game that I decided um, to play because because this one was actually installed on my Twitch, and my wife was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Uh, I was like, "I just I need something to unwind," and that of course is Transistor. Ooh, and oh man, I love me some Super Giant games. I don't, I don't know what I just I I love the games. I love the soundtrack. I own them all, and I'm no, not yeah, I get that man. I am not afraid to admit that. I, there's no shame in some giant bomb games, sir. Super giant games. Same thing. Nope. Giant bombs is the is the website that uh, that gave me a temporary like four month ban because I was linking my reviews back to my website. How dare you? I was like, oh, okay. Also, I. They they also gave me a ban for um, they were building a wiki, and I took I took information about developers, uh, 
from their wiki page and posted it in their wiki because it was their date of birth and where they lived and their first game. And the only place to find it was on a, was on wikipedia.org. And apparently because of that, I was like, you got to do, you got to do original content. I'm like, I can't, ori- if you're trying to build a wiki about a, a famous person, you can't just start coming up with bullshit. That doesn't make it. I mean, if you want a gossip page, yeah, sure. I could do that. I can do what I want, man. Anyways. Um, real quick, just for those who are wondering, uh, what was the, what was the start number here? Okay. So when we started the show, uh, Brandon Sanderson's number was 27,064,495. And as we're closing the show, it's 27,097,895. It's crazy. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It's, it's now... Uh, twenty-seven million ninety-nine thousand. It's about. God damn it! It's about to go over a hundred thousand. Okay, just yep. There it goes. Now it's just now it's spiraling out of control again. Anyways, if you're a Brian Brandon Sanderson fan or a huge RPG, uh, uh like fan, sci-fi fantasy type of uh, reader, then you're probably gonna want to get in on this. Serious. Um, I know. All right, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we've reached the end of the show. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure to get ready to come our heads. I'm Mouse, and of course, uh-huh. so we'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.